Blog Talk Radio. The Four Persons, Inc. is a federally registered and licensed 501c3 charity. Any use of any of our content without our permission is prohibited by law. Our purpose is evangelization, education, and social action. Please go to our website at thefourpersons.com or our blog site at thefourpersons.net to make your tax-deductible donation by credit or debit card. You can also send a check to The Four Persons, Inc., P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. To contact us, send us an email at email at thefourpersons.com. Welcome to the Saturday Burnt Toast and Coffee Show with apologist William Hemsworth on the Four Persons Network. William is passionate about teaching the faith. He is a convert that attended a Baptist seminary. He is a father and a catechist that will encourage you to live the faith, evangelize, and defend it. To call into the show, the number is 515-602-9655. Once again, the phone number to call into the show is 515-602-9655. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to the Burnt Toast and Coffee Show here on the Four Persons Network. It is great to be with you all on a beautiful Saturday. Now, I don't know about you. I live in Tucson, Arizona. It is 9 a.m. here right now, and it is a beautiful 72 degrees outside. Now, it's supposed to get hot later. It's supposed to get up to like 98. Welcome to fall in Arizona. But the mornings are just gorgeous. And we don't have to deal with any of that nasty white stuff later on in the year. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me. All right. So today, um, we're continuing on in the dedicated today. And we are going to start with Chapter 5. And for those that are curious... How long is the Didache? It's about 16 chapters. Chapters are very short. We're actually going to go through two chapters today. But today we're actually starting in a section that called the Way of Death. So up until now, up through Chapter 4, we have been discussing what's called the Way of Life. And today we're going to start discussing the Way of Death. And so pretty much it's going to go through a list of mortal sins and such, um, pretty much I kill the soul. And um, it's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to be very enlightening. I think it will help us in our faith and maybe realize in us, maybe if we are doing some of these things, whether consciously or unconsciously. Before I get into the program, um, just a personal note. I ask for your prayers on Monday, Monday, 8 a.m., I go in for knee replacement surgery. So I I ask for your prayers. Um, My plan is to still do the show on the 28th. But of course, that depends really on how I'm feeling. But I will have something up for you. There will always be something here on a Saturday morning on the Burnt Toast and Coffee Show. Guaranteed. I love this program. I love the Four Persons Network. I love you all. 
And it is my privilege, my joy, and my honor just to bring you a little bit each and every week to help you grow in your faith. And with that being said, um, if you're able, please support the Four Persons Network. We're doing a lot of great work here, a lot of great programming. Um, our founder, John Benko, um, he, John Benko, he is uh, putting together a great Christmas special for us. Obviously going to come out around Christmas time. All of us are involved. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I heard a little sneak peek about it early, of it earlier in the week from some of the audio that's already been recorded. And guys, it's top level stuff. All right. You're, you're really going to enjoy it. Now, I, I had a message earlier in the week uh, um, asking me what copy of the Didache that one should buy. And I'll be honest, if you want to buy it, if you want to buy a copy of the Didache, uh, by all means, go ahead. But it's available for free online. You can go to New Advent, which is a Catholic site that houses all the writings from the early church. Um, not only early church, but pretty much every writing that's been out regarding the Catholic faith from time immemorial, from the very beginning up until now. Honestly, just go on New Advent. Look up the Didache, and there you go. No need to no need to pay money for it. It's out there for free. Um, all the translations are pretty good, so just have at it. All right, let's go ahead and get into it though. We're going to begin in chapter five, and we're going to go through chapter six. All right, they're very short chapters. Chapter five is only six verses. Uh, chapter six is only six verses, and a lot of them just flow together. So. Again, this is the way of death. So remember, as a quick refresher, the Didache is an early church manual um, meant to catechize people on the faith. And it's meant, it, it is, it's, it's meant for the leaders to help catechize people to live a Christian life. Okay, so we have gone over the way of life, which is, uh, you know, confession, which was mentioned in chapter four, where it says, you shall confess your transgressions, your transgressions in church and not go to prayer with an evil conscience. Okay, treat each other as Christ, as brothers and sisters in Christ, etc. All these things So today we're going into the way of death. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Chapter 5, verse 1. But the way of death is this. In verse 2, we're going to spend a little bit of time in here. First of all, it is evil and full of a curse. Murders, adulteries, lusts, fornications, thefts, idolatries, magical arts, witchcrafts, plunderings, false witnessings, hypocrisies, doubleness of heart, treachery, pride, malice, stubbornness, covetousness, foul speaking, jealousy, boldness. Exaltation, boastfulness, all of that is in chapter 5, verse 2, and there is a lot in this little verse. Obviously, a way of death, murder. Murder is a mortal sin, as is adultery. Lust. Now, that's a very interesting one, because in our modern society, we don't think about lust as being something um, wrong. But what did our Lord Jesus Christ say? If you lust for a woman in your heart, you have committed adultery. 
There you go. Way of death. Confirmed. Echoing the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Fornications. So sex before marriage. How... And really how... That happens all the time in our society. Thefts. Thefts, thefts, thefts. Theft can take many forms. It can be the form of uh, stealing one's intellectual property. Like one time I had written a book. Oh, by the way, essays on Old Testament interpretation. Out now, wherever you buy your books. All right. And a commentary on Philemon is coming out on Monday, y'all. So check it out. That's only going to be on Amazon, though. By the way, thefts. I once had a book that um, was downloaded illegally and put on a website to be downloaded for free. It was downloaded 20,000 times. Now, on the bright side, praise God, it was downloaded 20,000 times and people got the gospel, right? On the downside, had those 20,000 people actually bought the book, I would have got a $3,000 royalty check. So theft. Idolatry. Idolatry, um, it can mean physically worshiping a statue, you know, just like we're often accused of as Catholics, even though we're just asking them to pray for us. Um, Worshiping a false god or placing something above God. So it could be our cell phones, social media, whatever the case is. Anything can become an idol. Magical arts. All right, so remember when the the time that the Didache was written. All right, first century, um, magical arts uh, were a thing, you know, sorcery, things of that nature. Um, as time went on, there were various occult groups um, that performed uh, ritual magic. Um, so lately, I've been doing a lot of studying about um, hermeticism, um, some of these ancient philosophies that as they have morphed into the modern era, they're like practice divination and things like that. Now, to be clear, I'm just reading up on the stuff to do some more material on that in the future. Uh, by no means am I practicing that. Okay, I just want to clarify. So some of the orders that do that would be like the uh, ancient mystical order Rosicruci, so Amorc, uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, um, those magical Kabbalah groups, Things of that nature. Uh, that stuff, mortal sin. All right, witchcraft, Wicca. Okay. This stuff was very common in this time that the uh, Didache was written. It's very common now. All right, plunderings. So how can plund- how is plundering different from theft? Because the Didache points this out. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Plundering, now it can mean theft for sure, all right, but it's to steal goods using force in a time of upheaval. So this can go towards looting or during times of war, taking advantage of the situation and stealing things. So there's the differences, right? All right, false witnessing, lying, gossiping. How common are those things? Now, let's be honest with ourselves here. Have we engaged in gossip? Have we told that white lie? Or what we consider to be a white lie? 
Have we have we done those things? That is sin. Those are stuff that we should be confessing. When gossip comes to us, it should die with us. It should not be spread further. Right, hypocrisies. Are we leading, when we say we are Catholic, are we leading the Catholic life? Or are we just leading it Sunday morning for the one hour in Mass, and then when that door closes behind us at church, we get on with our life? That is hypocrisy. That is what an unbelieving world finds unbelievable. In all of my, argue, on all of my um, conversations with atheists, they always mention that. They say, if your God is true, how come there are so many Christians that only live their life for that one hour in church every Sunday, then they live just like hellions, if you will, the rest of the week? We're causing scandal, guys, if we do that. All right, double heart is doubleness of heart, treachery, being mean, evil, not good, pride. There's a difference between confidence and pride. Okay, confidence in ourselves to do things is one thing, but pride saying I am better than everyone else and I need to kiss the ground I walk on that is that is pride. Covetousness. We need to be able. And this is echoed in the Ten Commandments as well. We need to be thankful for the things we do have. And not let our minds get distracted from the things that others have. Because eventually, if we dwell on it too long, it could consume us. It could become all-consuming to where that's all we think about. And then it becomes an idol. Okay? Jealousy, boldness. Now, boldness, not in proclaiming the faith, but boldness in our um, sin. Like, even though we've been warned, oh, I'm going to do it anyway, because I know what's best. I don't care what the church says. All right, let's go to verse 3, because verse 3 actually continues verse 2. And it says, persecutors of good men, hating truth, loving a lie, not perceiving the reward of righteousness. Not adhering to the good, nor to righteous judgment. Wakeful, not for that which is good, for that, but for that which is evil. So are we persecuting good men? Are we persecuting holy men because maybe we think they are standing up for something they shouldn't be standing up for? Or are we hating the truth? Are we hating the truth because it makes us uncomfortable? Because it's inconvenient. Oh, man, why is the church saying I have to go to Mass on Sunday? It's my only day to sleep in. Well, the Lord tells us to go to church. The church is echoing that fact. And I don't know about you, but here in Tucson, there are pretty much Masses all day long on a Sunday. So if I really wanted to sleep in, I could. There is a Mass at 8 p.m. at its parish by me on a Sunday night. That's making excuses to not do those things that we are called to do. All right. I want to go back to the, I want to go to the last point in verse three here. Wakeful, not for that which is good, but for that which is evil. So we're looking for those bad things. We're dwelling on those bad things. We're not looking at those good things that are happening. Um, 
And we are looking for those evil things. We're looking to perpetuate evil. We're looking to perpetuate dissent. All of those things. Verse 4. From whom gentleness and forbearance stand aloof. Verse 5. Loving vain things, pursuing a recompense, not pitying the poor man, not toiling for him that is oppressed with toil, not recognizing him that made them. Murderers of children, corruptors of the creatures of God, turning away from him that is in want, oppressing him that is afflicted, advocates of the wealthy, unjust judges of the poor, altogether sinful. Verse 6, may you be delivered, my children, from these things. So the writers of the Didache in this oral tradition that was written down through this uh, manual, it's kind of like a prayer. These, my friends, my children, these are the ways of death. May you stay away from these things. Loving vain things. So what is vain? Anything that is not holy. Maybe loving your new iPhone or spending more time on your iPhone, playing games, going on social media, than reading scripture or in prayer. That becomes a vain thing. Uh, pursuing a recompense. Pursuing vengeance. Revenge is what that's saying. Not pitying the poor man. Now, pitying the poor man is much more than saying, oh, there's a guy on the street corner saying he's homeless and just wants some food. Oh, that makes me feel sad and then not doing anything about it. What does James say, St. James say in his letter in Scripture? True religion is this. To take care of the poor, the widow, in their affliction. Now, does that mean that we need to invite them into our home? I mean, if you're called to do that, God bless you. But no. Let me give them a bottle of water. Something. And now you may say, well, I don't want them to use it on such and such. That's between them and God. Your job is to listen to God, not to judge in that regard, okay? And I've been there. I'm guilty of doing that myself. But we need to be faithful. We need to do those works of mercy. We need to do a better job of that. All right. Let's go on to chapter 6. Chapter 6 is pretty short, much shorter than chapter 5. This is talking about doing the best you can. And it's also a prohibition of um, eating certain foods offered to idols. Because remember, during the time the Didache was written, the first century, there was food um, sacrificed to idols, offered to idols, and then sold in the marketplaces. And that's one of the things that St. Paul uh, was addressing. I believe it was in, I want to say 2 Corinthians. It could be 1 Corinthians. Feel free to correct me on that, okay? But chapter 6, verse 1 says, Be careful for fear that any man lead you astray from this way of righteousness, for he teaches you apart from God. So, any person who comes along and says contrary to those things that we just went over in chapter 5 is not teaching the works of God. If someone says, you know, it's okay, it, it's okay to murder in certain cases, like if you don't want a baby. No. The Didache says, they teach apart from God. And if someone is teaching apart from God, what are they doing? Who are they teaching for? Christ says, either you're with me 
or against me. The Didache is lining out those teachings of the church, what to stay away from, what to do. In the first century, while St. John was still alive, if anyone were to tell you to go away from those things, they were not of God. So, go using that, then, let's go to the Protestant Reformation, who's saying all you need is faith alone. You don't need to worry about doing these things. Or you can be like Martin Luther who says, if you're going to sin, sin with all your might because you're forgiven anyway. Guess what? The Didache says, teaching apart from God. Right there in the first century document. Okay, all right, verse 2, for if you are able to support the whole yoke of the Lord, you shall be flawless. So the yoke of the Lord means the work of the Lord. If you're able to support the work of the Lord, uh, you shall be flawless. Now, this doesn't mean that we are buying our salvation or buying our redemption. No, absolutely not. That was done for us on the cross by Jesus Christ. We cannot earn our salvation, contrary to what some may say. It is a gift, but we have a responsibility. We could wake up every day and say, Lord, I don't believe you anymore. I'm going to go do my own thing. And that is our choice. At that point, we have walked away from the faith. We have turned our back on Christ. And so what this verse is saying is if we are responding like that we're giving everything we can to the lord yes we were we are going to be changed from the inside out because we are striving through prayer etc to do the will of god okay but verse three this is very interesting here and a comfort to me okay but if you are not able do that which you are able so for example if you're not able, maybe you're having financial issues, for example, and you're not able to put money in the collection plate, do what you can. Maybe you can give some time to the church. You can volunteer. There are no shortage of volunteer positions at parishes, I promise you. If you say you want to volunteer, I guarantee they're going to find somewhere for you to put you to work, whether it's an usher in the office, teaching the children, Whatever the case is, coincidentally, teaching the children is how I got involved in ministry. And without that, I would not be on this radio program today. There's no shortage of ways that we can make offerings to God to support. There's no shortage of ways that we could support the church. It's not just about money. Now, don't get me wrong. Church needs money. Okay, the electric bill still needs to be paid. The, the electric company is not going to take a prayer in exchange for payment. Okay, so just from a real world scenario, I mean, the church does need funds and we should give when we can, but we're not always able to, but we can give in other ways. We could pray for the church, pray for the work of the church, pray for uh, the bishops, deacons, uh, priests, pray for Pope Francis. Uh, we could pray for all these people. That is a work. That's a work of mercy. Okay, it's a work of charity. All right, verse 4. But concerning eating, bear that which you are able, by all means, and verse, this is verse 5 here, by all means, abstain from meat sacrificed to idols, and in verse 6, for it is the worship of dead gods. 
So say don't eat food consecrated in pagan temples. Here's the thing. In those times, this is where we need to place our context, okay? In those times, if a, I'll say a goat because that's the first animal that comes to mind. If a goat is sacrificed in a Greek temple, let's say to the goddess Athena, just throwing one out there. So the goat would be sacrificed, and then the priest would butcher the animal and then sell it in the market. And the proceeds from that market would go to support the temple. Okay? So in those times, if you're eating food consecrated to pagan temples, you're supporting the worship of that god in an indirect way. And I hope that makes sense to everyone. Okay? Now, just the at least here in the United States, this doesn't really apply to us. But let's just take it a different way. The church has days of abstinence. The church has fasting days. Okay, are we just ignoring those? Okay, or are we maybe going, um, are, we indir- are we indirectly supporting companies that maybe support Acts that are contrary to church teaching. All right. So we can do what we are able to make sure we are not indirectly participating in evil. It says do what you're able. Obviously, sometimes we're not going to be able to do those things because everything is just so intertwined nowadays. But we can do our research and do the best that we can. So we're not going to eat, eat meat sacrificed to idols. We're going to participate in the fasting days that the church has. Um, we are going to advocate for the worship of the true God, the true faith. So those are chapters five and six of the Didache. the introduction to the way of the way of death. So that's the way of death. Now, these next chapters that we're going to be getting into, I mean, these are the nuts and bolts here. You want to see some true Catholicism coming up. Verse seven is all about baptism. I'm not verse seven, uh, chapter seven is all about um, baptism. Chapter 8 is all about fasting and praying. Chapter 9 is all about the Eucharist. Chapter 10 is instructions about the Eucharist. Like, who should get it? Who shouldn't? All right. Chapter 11, marks of true and false apostles. Chapter 12, about visiting, uh, ministers visiting people. Okay, knowing people by their fruits. Admonition what you're supposed to do when celebrating the Eucharist on Sundays or on the Lord's Day, the appointment of bishops and deacons, I mean, and other warnings. So we're getting into some nuts and bolts stuff. We have touched the service on the Didache. We have completed Chapter 6 today. So just as a reminder, prior to today, we finished off the way of life. Now we're getting into, we touched on the way of death. So the way of death was a lot shorter than the way of life. The way of life was four chapters, the way of life. Two chapters, all about what to avoid. All right? Because there's a lot that we could avoid in this life. And there's a lot of traps in this life, too. And the Didache speaks today on a lot of those same things. A lot of those traps that people fell into then, people fall into now. And in the end, it leads to death. Because mortal sin kills the soul. And venial sin, if you let it linger enough, we can take it a step further and turn it into mortal sin. And bam, there we go, guys. We have ripped apart our relationship with Christ. 
So, my friends, I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Again, my pleasure to be on here talking about the Didache. We can learn so much from the Didache. It's just unbelievable. Um, I would just recommend reading it, reading it, reading it. Um, but yeah, please support our work here on The Four Persons. Please share this episode, and God bless you. We will catch you next week, and please keep me in your prayers as I go into surgery on Monday. God bless you. Thank you.